freedom, man. That's what it's all about. Welcome. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening. This show will discuss the topics of human consciousness, mind control, natural law, the occult, and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of Earth. What on Earth is Happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I am your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, July 3rd, 2011. We have a great show lined up for you here today on What on Earth is Happening. We're going to be getting into the esoteric side of 9-11 and the occult symbolism which that horrific event contained and going really deeper into the real underlying reasons for this human sacrifice ritual that was conducted in the light of day for all to see almost 10 years ago. But before we do that, um, I want to read a big event announcement for this huge conference coming up here in the city of Philadelphia this week and into next weekend. The Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations 2011. This is the third annual event of its kind. It's happening July 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th right here in Philadelphia. That's this coming Thursday through Sunday. Four events will comprise the Energy Independence Celebrations this year. The Tesla Science Conference, which will be happening the 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. From 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day at 2 Liberty Place. 2 Liberty Place is at 50 South South 16th Street in Philadelphia. Registration for the Science Conference is only $100. Students with a valid student ID get a 50% discount and can enter all four days of the conference for only $50. The Tesla Science Foundation Social featuring a an orchestral concert performed by the Divine Hand Ensemble, a theremin-based ensemble. You won't want to miss that. This is happening July 9th from 5 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. at the Ethical Society Building of Philadelphia. That's at 1906 South Rittenhouse Square. Tickets are $20 in advance, only $24 at the door. The third event, the Tesla birthday celebration featuring a Tesla coil exhibition, July 9th, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. at the Independence Visitor Center, which is at 5th and Market Streets in Philadelphia. This event is free to attend, 
and finally Tesla Fest featuring exhibitions and open discussions on alternative and free energy technologies July 9th 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. July 10th 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. also at the Independence Visitor Center at 5th and Market Streets right there on the lawn by Independence Mall. This event is also free to attend. For more information about this great four-day event, please visit the Tesla Science Foundation's website at teslasciencefoundation.org. Stay tuned, folks. On the other side of the break, we'll be getting into the esoteric symbolism involved in the 9-11 event and a whole lot more. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. We are back, and you are listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. And I'd like to direct everyone to the website because, as uh, is often the case with many of the shows that we do here on this uh, broadcast, there are accompanying images that go along with the um the presentation that I give and in order to fully understand the concepts that are being presented you need to take a look at the imagery and this will be particularly important for the show today because we are going to be looking at deep occult symbolism as related to the 9-11 event and if you go to whatonearthishappening.com and you click on the radio show tab of that website you will see listed right underneath the player images for today's show and there are 21 for today also the call-in number for the show I will attempt to get to calls after explaining some of the concepts of the uh, 9-11 ritual and that is indeed what it was it was a ritual conducted in broad daylight by dark occultists the call-in numbers again I'll try to get to calls in the second hour of the show 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number, 866-841-1065. Call in whether you agree or disagree. No taboo topics here. Always glad to hear from callers to the network. So here we go, folks. We are looking at an example, ultimately, what 9-11 was ultimately about is an example of what I refer to as chaos sorcery. Now we looked at the concepts of magic and sorcery very early on in the What on Earth is Happening broadcasts and we defined them both as the science and art of affecting change in accordance with the will. Essentially that's what both magic and sorcery are. However magic the key difference between it and sorcery is magic is not attempting to do the selfish, ego-driven will of the practitioner. It is doing the higher will, the will of creation, which is the ascension in consciousness of all beings. 
and it is not attempting to do something selfish that the sorcerer himself wants. That is what sorcery is. When you're a, a, a using this power to affect change in accordance with your own will, in disregard for what is good for anyone else, in disregard for what the will of creation happens to be, that is sorcery. And what we are looking at here is what I call chaos sorcery. Chaos sorcery is when other methods have essentially failed, the sorcerer will take this trick out of his bag, so to speak, and employ it because it uses fear to the sorcerer's greatest advantage. If you can create a chaotic situation that other people are unaware of the real causal factors, the real perpetrators, the, the real agents of this chaos, okay? They will react in fear as long as they are unaware. And then that's a perfect opportunity to step in with your control that you wanted to implement, but that the other people who this act of sorcery is perpetrated upon would have never allowed you to implement in the first place, unless there was this other chaotic event that they had so much fear about that they want a response to. They're crying out for a response, do something. And that's what the 9-11 event was all about. And that's exactly how it went down. The chaotic event, the response, do something in a state of confusion and fear, and then the perpetrator stepping in to exercise all sorts of controls on our freedoms. This is an example of mind control and chaos sorcery is indeed the 14th example, the 14th methodology of mind control that we have outlined for exploration on this radio show. So if you're looking at the images up on the website, I gave a brief overview of chaos sorcery. Image number one was just the flyer for the Tesla uh, energy independence celebrations, which I hope a lot of people will come out to this week. There's going to be a whole lot of information and you'll, you'll learn a whole lot and you'll meet a whole lot of great people. So um, image number two is simply uh, a, an example of chaos sorcery, 9-11 being an example of chaos sorcery. Now what 9-11 also is, is an example of the usage of the Hegelian dialectic. So images three, four, and five explain in general broad terms what Hegel's dialectic is. Hegel was a philosopher and he put forward this basic framework of opposer, opposing forces, okay? So seeming opposites that, that instead of truly opposing each other, create a synthesis, which is what the practitioner wanted all along which is basically what I have described. Now, Hegel's example of the dialectic can be used for good or ill. It isn't to say that Hegel himself was an evil person. That's a trap I think a lot of people fall into. This is just simply a construct in philosophy that Hegel basically is famous for having developed and it has been coined the Hegelian dialectic after him. So what the dialectic is, is a framework for guiding thoughts and actions into conflicts that lead to predetermined solutions. Okay, so this is exactly what we saw in 9-11, a seeming conflict between two opposing forces, 
they're not really the forces that we're told that they are. You know, we're told that, oh, the, the vile, radical Islamists, Islamic fundamentalists in the East attacked the God-fearing Christian peoples of the Western world. That isn't what happened at all. Ostensibly, that's what, what happened in a lot of people's minds. That's what we're told happened by the mainstream media, but there's a whole lot more to it than that, as we saw over the last couple of weeks here on this show, looking at the inside job aspects of 9-11 two weeks ago, and then taking a look at the impossibility of the physics of the so-called progressive collapse last week. So the Hegelian dialectic, it sets two sides against each other, and then an artificial synthesis is created. This is accomplished by manipulation of consciousness. That's the main thing to keep in mind about what this dialectic does. It is the manipulation of consciousness. And the two aspects of consciousness that are manipulated are thought and action. And they are manipulated into circular patterns from which there, it is very difficult to escape. That's why there's so much cognitive dissonance about this event. That's why so many people don't want to believe that 9-11 didn't happen the way the mainstream media tell them it happened. Because it would require too much responsibility and action on their part, so they would rather stay in that cyclical pattern of cognitive dissonance. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back, folks. I'm Mark Passio, and this is What on Earth is Happening. The show is live every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. East Coast time on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. We were talking about the Hegelian dialectic and how 9-11 is an example of this before the last break. You can uh, see the images that we are looking at as part of the presentation for today, 9-11 as an occult ritual. These are at What on Earth is Happening on the radio show page, listed under images for today's show. We were talking about the Hegelian dialectic being a framework for consciousness manipulation and how it is accomplished by, by manipulating people into circular patterns of thought and action. Okay, And this is done through fear. There has to be an injection of fear in order to do this. The synthetic solution to the conflicts that the dialectic creates cannot be introduced unless those being manipulated take a side that will advance the predetermined agenda. So there needs to be a response to say something must be done. We are polarized. It is us versus them just like happened after 9-11, and off to war we go. And this continues. We continue to fight amongst each other while the real occult controllers behind the scenes keep getting away with everything they're getting away with while we are asleep. Because we're, we continue to see things as us versus them. Military versus civilian. Police officer versus the general public. 
the left versus the right, the conservative versus the Republican, uh, conservative versus liberal, Republican versus Democrat, you name it. Male versus female, young versus old. It goes on and on and on and on. Islam versus Christian, Muslim versus Christian. We need to shed this level of duality and realize we are all in the same situation together and we're all losing our freedoms as a result of this manipulation. The researcher David Icke, among others, has coined this dialectic problem-reaction-solution. We're looking at slide number six here, and it's all based in fear. Create the problem, wait for the, the reaction on the part of the general public, and then propose your predetermined solution exactly as put forward in the Hegelian dialectic. I call it chaos-confusion-opportunity. That's my name for it because the problem has to be chaotic in nature. It has to be something that instills fear. The reaction that you're looking for has to be one that is based in confusion, which as we've said before on this show is the state of internal anarchy, meaning the person who's experiencing this reaction of confusion is not in control of their own thoughts and emotions. They are not ruling the kingdom of the self. And in that state, their behavior can be manipulated out from, from the outside. Okay, they're open to manipulation if they're in an internal state of confusion. And this is what 9-11 produced with its huge injection of fear into the mass consciousness. Finally, that is the opportunity in that state of low consciousness, of reptilian brained consciousness that the, the, the masses were held in, they were held in that level of thrall by this event, they are ripe for the opportunity of the dark occultists to step in and propose all of their solutions for the usurpation of their freedoms, which they never would have gone for had it not been for an event such as this. Occultist international banker David Rockefeller said that we are on the verge of global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis and the nations will ex accept the new world order. And that crisis he was referring to was the 9-11 event or something similar to it or something even beyond it which we should be vigilant against today. And that new world order that he's referring to is not the light new world order that I described when we went into the pyramid and all-seeing eye symbolism. It is the dark new world order of the world without light, the completion of that dark pyramid. So the traditions that we are going to look at today, I, the, before we even start looking at them, I want people to understand that none of these traditions, if you have not listened to former episodes and you're not familiar with my work and you have not listened to the episodes that I have already done on these occult traditions deliberately in advance of this presentation today, please go back and listen to the podcasts that explain the positive elements of these traditions, which I'm going to now explain was a a perverted usage of 9-11 was a perverted twisted usage of the symbolism and underlying knowledge that is contained within these three occult traditions namely Kabbalah, Tarot and, uh, and of course Freemasonry but people should not have in the idea in their mind that these traditions are negative or dark in and of themselves 
They are knowledge. They contain knowledge. It is what we do with them, with the knowledge that they contain, that determines their result in the external reality in which we live. Okay? So if you want to go back and listen to the podcasts on Kabbalah and Tarot, they were episodes 41 through 44. 41 through 44. Okay? And the episodes on Freemasonry were episodes 52 through, I believe, 60. I believe it was 60. And there was much contained about Freemasonry uh, up through 62 because we looked at the symbolism of the pyramid and all-seeing eye in there as well. Uh, also on the, the, the show about occult symbolism and architecture, which was show, show 63, there was uh, Masonic concepts uh, introduced there as well. So really, the shows basically from 52 to 63 contain um, knowledge about Freemasonry. And I would encourage people to go back and listen to all of these shows if they're not familiar with the occult traditions of Kabbalah, Tarot, and Freemasonry and how they can be used for incredible good being brought to the world because they are all about knowledge of self. They are about knowledge of our higher selves and how to get to that knowledge and how to balance our brain hemispheres and how to open our heart chakras. That's what these traditions are actually all about. They are also about natural law being discovered and understood at a deep foundational level in order to base our behavior in natural law principles, okay? If they, this knowledge is known by people who want to use it, who still remain in a level of ego, okay? They learned it, but they did not come out of the ego state while they did it, okay? They did not really master themselves, their own thoughts, emotions, and actions. They just learned this knowledge and then decided, well, there's a whole lot of other people that don't understand this knowledge. I can use this knowledge that I have now to manipulate those people in their ignorance. Since I hold a differential advantage, a power differential has now been created through this knowledge being conveyed to me, but yet it has not been conveyed to them. And that's what dark occultism is. Light occultism is one who says, wow, look at how much I've become aware of and how much it has helped me to improve myself and to come into harmony with natural law so I don't create chaotic situations for myself and others and therefore we all benefit and, and we suffer less and we experience a, a rich experience of life more. And now I want to teach that tradition to others so that they may do the same thing and then put that energy into the world so that the entire reality that we live in becomes better and better. That's light occultism. The distinguishment between these two forms of the occult must be understood. It must be understood. We cannot fall into the trap that all occultism is one thing. It is how it is being used, ladies and gentlemen. We have to keep that understanding in mind before we look into this ritual of 9-11 and understand it as a perversion of these occult traditions. We'll pick it up on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Stay asleep. Obey. When he looks at it with his eyes, it's what we see. When he looks at it with sunglasses, we see the same things all the way through. The subliminal symbology you couldn't see. Obey, no independent thought, no thinking yourself. I'm
All right, folks, we are back on What on Earth is Happening. We're looking at the occult, the esoteric side of the 9-11 event. And we are going to attempt, I'm going to attempt to convey the understanding of this ritual, which is what it was, a ritual conducted, a mass ritual conducted in the light of day for all to see of dark occultism. And what this ritual contains within it is the symbolism of three major occult traditions, Kabbalah, Tarot, and Freemasonry. We're going to be looking at this symbolism in connection with the 9-11 event today. Now, some people will dismiss this and say, you're drawing um, correspondences where there are none. Okay? And what I will respond to with that is, one, everything is connected. Everything corresponds to everything else. This is the law of correspondence, the, the principle of correspondence of as above, so below. That, it, that which is within will be reflected in that which is without. It corresponds to everything. And these are well-known occult symbols that any occultist who is studied in these traditions will be able to look at and immediately see the correspondences of the 9-11 event. Okay? The second thing people will say is, well, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Therefore, it can't have any effect in my life. And this, what I always respond to that is, you don't need to believe in anything for something to have an effect in your life. Okay? You don't need to believe in a religion that some crazed lunatic that does believe in that religion acts upon and is acting upon those beliefs and causes havoc and chaos that affects you. You don't need to believe in that person's religion. I don't un even understand where this concept comes from, where this phrase, if, to me, it's pure mind control of somebody to utter those words. You know, it's like saying, well, I, I don't have to believe, I need, it's like saying, I need to believe in greedy people for greedy people to affect my life. I don't believe in human greed. That's not part of my worldview. So greedy people can't possibly affect anything that happens to me in my life. It's, it's nonsense. It's utter nonsense for anybody to even think that way. It, it's, it's, a, it's a complete mind control meme. That's all that is. The whole idea that you need to believe in a set of beliefs that other people are willing to act upon for them to have any effect over your life. Utter bull is what that is. It's bunk. And anybody that still thinks that, quite frankly, they're an idiot. And that's the, the most direct and blunt way I can put it. If you think you need to believe in something for other people to act upon their beliefs and for those actions to have effect in your life, you're clearly a moron. Okay? So that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's jump into the actual traditions that were perverted and used as part of the symbolism of 9-11 and what that is saying to people, what it's doing in consciousness Okay, on an unknown subconscious level. We need to bring this up to the conscious or the known level before anything really deeply can be grasped about what this ritual was about and then to really know why we need to take action about it. That's, that's what has to happen first. And most people have never even heard of any of these traditions, let alone studied them, let alone know that they were employed on 9-11. So... 
Image 10 shows the three basic traditions we're going to look into in conjunction with 9-11. Kabbalah, there on the left, shown by its main symbol, the Kabbalistic tree, or what is generally referred to as the Sephirotic tree of life. Okay, and we broke this down extensively in the Kabbalah section of this uh, podcast. Okay, you can go back and listen to that. The tarot tradition, and I've, I will relate the ritual to a few tarot cards, but specifically the one that it really embodies is the high priestess card, card number two of the major arcana or the major trumps. Okay, that's the middle image on this card on this slide, slide ten at What on Earth is Happening, the radio show page. On the right-hand side, we see the first-degree tracing board of Freemasonry, of the Freemasonic tradition. This is a symbolic depiction of the Temple of Solomon. I also broke this down extensively in the section on Freemasonry, which you can go back in the podcast archive and download and listen to. We're going to look at how these traditions, symbolically, were completely perverted on the day of 9-11 and ultimately what these what this ritual was about is destroying these traditions destroying self-knowledge keeping people in a low state of consciousness so that they are disconnected from the knowledge of the higher divine aspects of the self okay that's ultimately what dark occultism wants to do and they're succeeding tremendously because the positive sides of these traditions are almost lost to the world. It's slowly making a reemergence, but not nearly fast enough. Okay, so let's look at 9-11 to understand the symbolic nature of this event. We, most of us know that three buildings came down on, in New York City on 9-11. Okay, some are still unaware, even to this day, 10 years later, that a 47-story steel-reinforced building came down, steel-structured steel building, really, okay, came down into its own footprint at free-fall speed. People will argue and bicker, oh, it was near free-fall speed. It was free-fall speed, ladies and gentlemen, okay, that Building 7 came down. Okay, now, Building 7, also known as the Solomon Brothers Building, all right, is the key to the 9-11 ritual. We need to understand why that building was brought down when no plane had hit it, and contrary to what some people will say, there was no major structural damage that could possibly have caused a symmetrical collapse through the path of greatest resistance. Buildings don't collapse in that way. When structural damage happens, they topple in the direction that the structural damage impacted. They do not come straight down symmetrically. And simultaneous failure doesn't happen all the steel beams at once, which would have ha had to happen if we, if Building 7 were to have actually collapsed in the way we witnessed it collapse on 9-11 at 5.20 p.m. in the afternoon. So we're looking at slide 11 showing the three buildings in New York City that collapsed on that day. Now, look at slide number 12, and we will start to understand the connections between the buildings and the tradition. Okay, now I have arranged the buildings in the same pattern that we see the three pillars of Kabbalah in, on the tree of life. The, the Kabbalistic tree of life depicted on the left here, okay, is said to have three paths or pillars. 
and they are the vertical oriented columns. So if you're looking at the image on the left here, okay, the three spheres on the left, understanding, severity, and splendor, form one of these paths or pillars, okay? On the right-hand side, we have the path of wisdom, mercy, and victory, okay? The spheres called wisdom, mercy, and victory. That forms the right-hand path or the right-hand pillar. And in the middle, starting at the bottom and going all the way up to the top, we have kingdom, foundation, beauty, and crown, okay? This is called the middle pillar, and it is the key to Kabbalah. It is the synthesis. There's this word I'm going to use, the synthesis between the two seeming polar opposites of the path of severity on the left-hand side and the path of mercy on the right-hand side, named for their middle spheres, respectively. Okay? So what 9-11 was about is the destruction of not just the two pillars, the left-hand pillar of severity and the right-hand pillar of mercy. It was also about the destruction of the middle pillar because what this symbol represents is the climb out of base consciousness. This Kabbalistic tree symbol is often referred to in the Kabbalistic tradition as the ladder to God. L-A-D-D-E-R, the ladder to God, which we must climb to come out of base consciousness or lower level awareness, physically identified awareness, meaning that we think we are the physical body that our consciousness inhabits in life. Okay? We think we are this base matter, and that is our actual nature, as opposed to simply a vehicle for experience. And the goal needs to be to climb out of that state of low-level awareness of self, which is called kingdom, up to the crown, which is true self-knowledge and true self-awareness, higher awareness of higher self. We'll pick this up on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. We're back. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're talking about the occult aspects of the 9-11 ritual. It was a human sacrifice ritual, first and foremost. But moreover, it was a dark occult ritual that was symbolically representative of the destruction of human consciousness and the destruction of the ability to ascend in consciousness. That is what the dark sorcerers of this world want so that they can continue to keep us in under their thrall, under their control, in a state of mind control, which ultimately equates to spiritual control by them. So, we're looking at image number 12 on the radio show page of whatonearthishappening.com where we see the comparison between the Kabbalistic tree of life and the buildings that were allegedly attacked, quote-unquote, on 9-11-2001. Of course, this 
attack was done by occultists that have taken over the government and essentially the planet Earth. If we run, want to really come down to it, they run the whole show because we let them in our state of ignorance, in our state of ignorance of self. And as long as we remain there, they will continue to rule this place. And their grip will not be broken a moment before there is an awakening to higher self on the part of the people of the earth. And that is a spiritual awakening. So, we can see the correspondences here. The path of mercy in Kabbalah is the active path. Okay, it is the path on the right there. Victory, mercy, wisdom. This equates to using your will and using your influence in the world in a way that is conducive to the higher will. And that is what wisdom is. That is wisdom, which is why that's the highest level of the path or pillar of mercy and why that sephira, uh, the um, sephirot number two, okay, why that sephirot is called wisdom, hokmah it is known as, okay? And that's why it is right next to the crown chakra. It is number two, whereas crown is number one. That's unity consciousness. We need to apply wisdom to get to unity consciousness, to get to the state where we don't cause self-inflicted suffering, to the light, okay? So this pillar is, has a correspondence in the male pillar of the 9-11 event, or in other words, World Trade Center Tower 1. That's the tower on the left-hand side of the image, okay? The, it's an actual reversal. This is the way that the Kabbalistic tree is usually depicted, but I have depicted it the way I basically laid these buildings out here, because the, the north tower is, is the one with the antenna, okay? It's the male phallic symbol on top. The one that lacks the male phallic symbol is the feminine pillar, Tower 2. Okay? So you have a masculine and a feminine aspect. And then you're bringing them together to create a synthesis. Now, everything we've done on this show, pretty much, has emphasized the point and has made the point how powerful the, the communion between masculine and feminine forces is. That that's the key to everything. Okay, and that's why building seven, I've placed it in the middle here. That's the synthesis. That's why this part is so important. That's why that building is so important to their plan. That's why it could not remain standing. It represents the middle pillar from kingdom or Malkuth, as it is known as in Kabbalah, to crown or Keter, as it is known in Kabbalah. Okay, and that to do that, you have to go through foundation, which represents desire, and beauty, which represents care. You have to want it badly enough, and you have to care enough to actually take the actions to do it. Okay, now the, the feminine pillar of severity represents the internal aspects of consciousness. That represents our courage, that which we have innately. Okay, severity represents also the ways that we might interact okay, with others, that some people need a more firm guiding hand and not to have too much leeway with people who want to remain ignorant, 
put it out there whether they want to hear it or not. All right? The truth, that is. And then finally, understanding. This is our own journey into knowledge. We have to come to a place of understanding, but that's an internal quality. It's what I happen to know, what I happen to carry within me. Until that is acted upon, it doesn't become wisdom, which is why wisdom is on the active side of the Kabbalistic tree or the path of mercy. Okay, so this middle pillar is what Building 7 represented. And the center of knowledge of higher knowledge is represented by the Pentagon building itself. And that was even attacked. Okay? Perhaps not by a plane, but by something. And this is a psychological manipulation tactic to show you that even the highest defenses are not impenetrable. And they got even there. So imagine how easy it would be to get to you. This is what this puts into the mind of the viewer to put them in deeper fear. Well, if they can't even defend us with what they're doing now, they need to do something far beyond what they're doing now. See, that, that's the psychological manipulation game that goes on. Don't underestimate these people. They understand how the human psyche works. They understand what people's motivations are. They understand their fears, their deepest fears. They understand how much we are in fear of what we perceive as chaos. This is one of the primal fears that they continually exploit. The fear of predation. Okay? So, the, the buildings, particularly the three buildings of the World Trade Center that were demolished, I won't say how they were demolished, but they indeed were demolished by some unknown mechanism. These Three buildings represent three paths on the Kabbalistic tree. And they were brought down into their own base, into their base, their own footprints. Okay? Because they symbolically represent the climb in consciousness. I'm not saying that's what these buildings really represented in the real world. They were office buildings. They were there as commerce uh, venues, basically. Okay? That's what was done in these buildings. Business was done. Okay? Commerce was conducted. It's the symbolic relationship, the correspondence principle that we're looking at here. And this is what occult thinking is. And people need to stop being dismissive of it and realize that the people who are really controlling your life think this way. It doesn't matter whether you b believe that, accept it, think that it's, it's correct or right. They, I'm telling you they do. I worked with them and this is how they think. So, again, I say the same thing to other people who don't want to believe me about the occult. Dismiss all of this information at your own peril. These are how your owners think. This is how your owners think. Period. Period. They think at, the, at this kind of a level. And they know that if they put something out into the world that reflects this correspondence principle, they have a better chance of enacting what they really want getting what they really want. And that's why ultimately what this ritual is known as in occult circles is the rite of manifestation. This is an, an attraction ritual. It's, the, it's what the occultists use when other methods have failed to ultimately get what they want. 
because they've tried to take all these freedoms for a while and weren't making the headway that they wanted to make, so they needed a catalyzing event, as they called it in the Project for the New American Century document that we read two weeks ago, um, Rebuilding America's Defenses. This was the catalyzing event that they needed. And that's why this is a law of attraction ritual. They're applying the law of attraction in a dark, hideous way, in a perverted way, to get what they want. It's called the right of manifestation. All right? A law of attraction ritual done in a perverted and sick and twisted way by murdering people in an act of human sacrifice in order to create a, a chaotic and confused reaction in the masses. On the other side, we're going to look at the tarot tradition and how this was employed. And then finally, the Freemasonic tradition when we come back. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. tradition that ultimately what that tree represents is us and the chakra centers or the types of energy that indwells within our own bodies moreover it represents the climb from base consciousness to higher consciousness which is embodied correspondingly in these energy wheels known as chakras in Vedic tradition. You can go back and listen to the podcasts that deal with these correspondences. Again, Kabbalah and Tarot I dealt with in the early 40s of my podcast, 41 through 44. They're all free and archived at whatonearthishappening.com. We're now going to start looking at the Tarot tradition the tradition of the tarot cards and how this was employed on 9-11. And this may be the most obvious when we look at the symbolism of the event. Tarot card 15 is the thunderstruck tower, often simply known as the tower. Well, we had towers involved on 9-11 that were struck and were burning. And this is the imagery that we see on the card. And unfortunately, many people did jump from those burning towers rather than face the smoke inhalation death that they would have had to endure. So we, see, we saw images of people falling from a thunderstruck burning tower on 9-11. And indeed, that is one of the cards of the tarot tradition. And what that card represents, you look into any decent interpretation of the tarot cards, what that card 
always represents is great change. Often great change in the face of some form of tribulation. Forced change in many instances. That is the interpretation of the Tower Trump card. And indeed, what did we see on 9-11? The day that changed everything about American life. And indeed, life on the planet. Forced change that came about as a result of a great tribulation. Okay? This is how they are manipulating consciousness. They are using tools that lie in the occult, that lie in the knowledge of the occult and knowledge of self in order to create the circumstances that they want to manifest. That's why it's, I don't call it chaos magic as some other researchers do. I call it chaos sorcery because they are not trying to manifest the will with a capital W the will of creation, they are trying to manifest their own egocentric, hatred-driven, control-driven will, lower W. What they want, these dark occultists. We'll pick it up on the other side of this break, folks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're looking at the symbolism of the 9-11 event. 9-11 as an occult ritual of human sacrifice and the destruction of consciousness. We were on image number 14, looking at the Thunderstruck Tower card of the Tarot tradition and how this completely corresponds to imagery that we saw and that was burned into our collective memory on 9-11-2001. If we move forward to image 15, we will see once again this correspondence of three pillars. And again, with a sphere of knowledge or a center of knowledge above the middle pillar. Okay, as we saw in um, image 12 with the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, we have the two paths or pillars on both ends representing the feminine and masculine paths, the internal or, or um, uh, the sacred feminine, and then the external or active or masculine. And then the synthesis between them in the Kabbalistic tradition representing the middle pillar, okay, the path of mildness as it is called. Some refer to it as the path of the will, okay. Um, going from the base all the way up to the crown, okay, from Malkuth to Keter, and the crown representing ultimately knowledge of higher self. There is also that non-sephirah um, known as Da'at, which we talked about in the Kabbalistic tradition, which is between the beauty sphere, or Tifereth, and the crown sphere, which is called Keter. 
Uh, this is one of the places that the tree is said to emerge from, the realm of hidden knowledge. Okay, so there, the the Pentagon could also be representative of that. Okay, and we will see on this image we have something that reflects the the veil of Isis or the the non sephirah Okay, the the thing that is said to not be spoken of in Kabbalah as one of the actual spheres or emanations on the tree, but it is something altogether uh, aside from that, and that is that the dot sphere. So um, this also takes us to the name of 9-11. Again, just before we proceed with the High Priestess card, 9-11, as I've mentioned before on this show, the name of the ritual, 9-11, comes from one of the proscriptions in the Zohar, one of the books of the Kabbalistic tradition, not to refer to the Sephirotic tree of life as containing any more or less than ten spheres or emanations. This is considered blasphemy to refer to it as having nine spheres, which is one less than ten, or eleven spheres, which is one more. Okay? Many uh, warnings against changing ancient sacred traditions or texts often come down to us through these traditions. Don't change the wording, don't change the, the form, because this is ultimately something that is basically saying there is such a thing as natural law, and if once we get into the, the thing as the uh, trap of trying to change that and conforming it with our will, we are going against the divine order of things. Okay, there is a divine perfection nest, nested in natural law. It always works, and it always works perfectly. And sadly, I'd like to say that it's some other way, but humanity is getting exactly what it deserves and exactly what it created. We are experiencing what we ourselves have created, and actually that's the good news, because the good news is we're the ones who made it, we can unmake it and make it into whatever we want. But if we don't understand natural law, that's impossible. And ultimately, that's what these traditions are all about. And showing us that the truth has to be the thing that we are trying to synthesize amongst each other. And this is going to come to one of the other aspects of the ritual, why we now have a war on terror. Terror. Okay, but they never say terror. Okay, it's always this slurring of it. And that's deliberate. That's actually deliberate because they're waging war on the goddess. Make no mistake of it. And this is why we have a 9-11 truth movement. We'll, we'll get into this on, in this section, okay? Here we see these two pillars again on both sides, the pillar of Boaz or the dark pillar marked with the B, sometimes known as the pillar of beauty, the pillar of Joaquin, sometimes called Yaquin, okay? This is the masculine pillar or sometimes referred to as the pillar of strength. But in the middle, we have the goddess. This is Isis. This is Semiramis. This is Mary. This is Astarte. This is Diana. We can go on and on and on with the names. Okay? This is the spirit of truth. This is the sacred feminine that dwells within us all. That if we are going to harmonize with natural law, we have to come to an understanding of truth and raise our consciousness up to the point where we can tell truth from falsehood. 
So this is why this she is representative of building seven folks, the middle pillar again. This is why they couldn't leave it standing. Truth would remain standing. Again, the ladder to consciousness, which is what this goddess principle represents. It's symbolic. It represents harmonizing with truth, the synthesis between the male and the female. Coming into harmony with truth, coming to an awakening of higher self, of who we really are. This is what this sphere on her head represents. This is the dot sphere. And you see the tree of life embedded right behind her on her veil, which has to be penetrated, which we have to come to know. We need to penetrate the veil of Isis, as it is called. This is going deep, deep down into the center of the self, the journey to the center of the mind, to the center of the human psyche, to come to know oneself, what one truly is, what one truly is not. So the, the tree of life is right on the pattern behind her there. Because Kabbalah and Tarot are completely interwoven. Again, she is the lunar goddess, the lunar side of the consciousness, the internal aspects. She holds the Torah, the law. She is natural law. Dark occultists don't want natural law standing. They don't want the truth known about the nature of consciousness and reality. They want to destroy it. They want to bring all of this down. This She is, sits in the temple of Solomon, the balanced brain, the sun and the moon coming together in synthesis, the left brain hemisphere and the right brain hemisphere. We've looked into all of this symbolism on past shows. So this is a very brief review of complex symbolism that has prerequisites for understanding, namely what, how the human brain is structured. It's all in the podcast archives, folks. It's a journey in knowledge. Start at the beginning. We see the Kabbalistic tree right behind her, and the pomegranate that is above her head represents the Keter, crown chakra. Okay? They want to destroy the truth. They want to destroy natural law, the dark occultists. This is why they had to bring down all three of the buildings, not just the two towers, but building seven, who repre which represents symbolically the goddess, truth, natural law, connection to higher self. Are you getting it yet, folks? I hope this isn't in vain. If you're still with me, let's continue this on the other side. This is what on earth is happening. We are back. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We're looking at 9-11 as an occult ritual. Today on the show, the images for the show can be found at whatonearthishappening.com on the radio show page. We're looking at image number 15. 9-11 corresponding to the tarot tradition. We're looking at the card called the High Priestess, trump card number two of the major arcana. We see that this priestess represents truth, higher consciousness, natural law, the sacred feminine, all things that the dark occultists want destroyed. She corresponds to building seven in the ritual, and that's why they could not allow that building to remain standing. Her name is many throughout history, okay? 
I mean, you can go on and on about the names of this goddess, but one of the oldest names that she was ever given in the ancient Eastern traditions where the goddess worship, the goddess principle was held in, in high reverence was Tara, T-A-R-A. Now this morphed over time phonetically as it came as this name came through different traditions in Egypt she was Taurt in the Middle Eastern tradition she became known as Taruth and the name Truth is a phonetic variant of Taruth Therefore that is why we have a war on Terra Again, she is the goddess of the earth. The earth is named after her. She is Gaia. Also, scientifically, the earth is named Terra. T-E-R-R-A, Terra. As in we're standing on Terra Firma. Firm ground, firm earth. Which the truth must be based upon. Firm ground fertile ground. She is the goddess of fertility. We have a war on the people of earth. If you're not with us, you're with the terrorists. You're with those who stand with the goddess of truth and wisdom and natural law. You're with the people of earth. So what does that mean? I don't go into that, at least not yet anyway on this show, because many people are not ready for that. But you can insinuate a few things about what it means calling people the people of the earth, and I'm at war with the people of the earth is what the dark occultists are saying. So what does that leave you to conclude about them, ultimately? In every way that matters, they're not fundamentally like us, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'll say at this point. They're psychopaths. They don't have basic human emotions like we do. And they want to murder this goddess, and they do it all the time symbolically. And this is another symbolic goddess sacrifice ritual. We saw many examples of them in the past. Columbine High School, Virginia Tech, all named after the goddess. The Columbia Space Shuttle disaster, named after the goddess. And the war on terror, as George Bush phrases it, phrased it. The war on the earth is what's being waged, make no mistake about it. And that's only possible to wage that war once you destroy the truth which is what is being represented here this is why we have a movement to tell the truth about 9-11 to get to the truth of it to penetrate that veil of secrecy and cover up it's called the 9-11 truth movement look at the next card the next slide image number 16 Again, tarot being invoked. We see the two towers in the background, right? And the sun is setting between them. And this is because this is the death card. The Egyptians called 
dying, westing, the land of the setting sun, going to the land of the setting sun, out of manifestation into the void. And here we see death, the rider on the white horse with his black flag, which is an inverted pentagram, an inverted rose pentagram. That's very significant. We haven't begun looking into the Rosicrucian tradition either, but this is certainly representative of the dark aspect of the rose. And the order of the rose is a high level dark occult order that needs to be understood. Ultimately, death, this rider who, who comes wanting to take over everything, okay, we need to understand the order of death, what that is as well. Ultimately, it is the representation of this, the entire dark occultists, the, who I would refer to as the dark illuminaries, okay, the dark illuminati, who are using occult knowledge to pervert and control people, all right? Keep him in a state of base consciousness. Death is riding down. He is killing a king whose crown is on the ground, okay, and a pope. The Pope is still standing, but he's cowering in fear, asking for leniency. The people are on their knees, worshiping death already, okay? And he's getting ready to run down the, the religion as well, because this represents the unification of church and state, which is what the dark occultists are seeking. See, the old world order is royalty slash religion reigning. The new world order is government as God. The old world order is on its way out because we don't think of royalty as actually in a position of rulership, although those of us who really understand bloodlines know that it absolutely is in positions of rulership still to this day. And religion the priest class ruling, okay, that's the old world order. The new world order that they want to bring in is the unification or synthesis between these things in the form of government as king and the controller of the new religion, government as the new religion, the thing that binds us, that ties us back, that holds back human consciousness, we understand the word religion coming from the Latin verb religare, meaning to tie back or to hold back. They want to run down these two pillars and erect the, the single one in its place, government as total authoritarian dictator, or essentially as God. The inverted spirit is the flag or the banner that is carried by this force representative of the inverted pentagram and the black rose, the dead rose. See, the antithesis of rising, having risen or rose, this is the inability to rise, the inverted pentagram, thrusting the spirit into the ground, crushing it between the forces of materialism. Identification with the physical world is what it represents. And that represents the light going out, setting between the two pillars, 
How, how much more symbolic can one card be of everything we witnessed on that day in this event? I mean, that card speaks volumes, volumes. On the other side of the break, we will look into 9-11 connected with dark masonry. Not true Freemasonry, but the perversion thereof. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Continuing with the imagery of the occult symbolism employed on 9-11-2001 as part of this human sacrifice ritual conducted in broad daylight by dark occultists, we see in image number 17 of the slides that are presented on the What on Earth is Happening radio show page at whatonearthishappening.com an obvious correspondence for anyone who knows anything about Freemasonry. And here, once again, we see the three pillars corresponding to the three buildings of the World Trade Center. And the symbol of knowledge, again, the all-seeing eye, radiating the light, corresponding to the Pentagon. The first degree tracing board, which is here in image number 17, is representative of the Temple of Solomon, which is basically the human brain, the left and right brain hemispheres that need to be merged or synthesized in order to create balance and awakening. Okay, this is the key that is depicted there. The path to higher level of knowledge is the balance between the left and right brain hemispheres. And this is what grants access up the ladder. That's referred to as Jacob's Ladder in, free, in the Freemasonic tradition and to the Stargate or to the sun and the all-seeing eye. Okay, It takes us out of darkness and into light out of base consciousness represented by the checkerboard floor of the house and to higher consciousness represented by the all-seeing eye and the sun. Okay, the realm of the gods to go beyond the earth-bound awareness, the prison that we have created for ourselves through identification with the material. Okay, so once again, the ritual is about the destruction of these pillars because the occultists who, who conducted this ritual and ultimately planned it and all of its symbolism want to see the destruction of Jacob's Ladder. They don't want Jacob's Ladder standing on the middle pillar to grant access to higher levels of consciousness through the key which is balance and care, the heart chakra represented by the color green, the second degree initiate. They don't want that. They want people remaining right here in base consciousness depicted by the lines of latitude and longitude of the earth, the prison that they've created for souls. 
we saw this symbolic connection when we looked into Freemasonry and analyzed this tracing board in detail. The checkerboard floor ultimately represents the earth as a prison. If you turn it sideways to the right, you'll see that the pillars represent the um, tropics of Cancer and Capricorn, and then the middle pillar, of course, represents the equator, the point of balance. So, ultimately, what I can say is that the occultists who conducted this ritual want all of the positive occult traditions and their understandings destroyed from the face of the earth. They do not want anybody to know what these traditions really, originally, meant. They want that knowledge gone to anybody but them. And in doing that, they will be able to perpetually control people's minds because people will never really be able to get to a deep fundamental understanding of human consciousness and how that consciousness could be manipulated through the knowledge that I've already explained in former podcasts of who we really are, what consciousness actually is, how it expresses through the, the, the thoughts, emotions, and actions, and how we have to take ownership of it. And that's all we're allowed to own and control is our own thoughts, our own emotions, and our own actions. And I've said that a million times, and we'll probably say it a million more. Moving on to slide number 18. Okay. Well, building seven, again, real quick before we do that, represents, again, the ladder to the higher realm. Okay. Jacob's ladder being brought down at the end of the day. Okay. They're at a higher level of consciousness, these dark occultists. They know what's really going on. They just want to use that knowledge as a weapon. Once they're up in their lofty tower that they're ruling everything from, they don't want anybody to get up there and see how they're pulling their tricks and uh, pulling their tricks off and uh, you know winning the game. So they need to cut the ladder off. Nobody can follow them up there and see how the magic trick is done. They don't want anybody climbing in consciousness, climbing Jacob's ladder, climbing the ladder to God. So they had to bring building seven down at the end of the day because that's what it symbolically represents. Image 18, I show the, the three pillars again in this symbol of Freemasonry with the two pillars, the terrestrial and celestial globe, and then the um, middle pillar represented by Hiram Abiff writing again the fertility symbol of fertile ground of the great work he is the prima materia the first matter okay who needs to come up off the floor of the house through connection to the truth taking his blindfold off okay the blindfold is, is twofold symbolism it represents the blinder of the material reality that needs to be taken off, but it also represents becoming blind to the material world and seeing with the true eye, not seeing with the dual eyes in duality, but seeing things through the one eye, the all-seeing eye. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what this symbolism represents. It's not really even my interpretation. I'm telling you, this is how this symbolism was intended by the people who made it. I'm just explaining the interpretation of this symbolism and what it actually represents. This is why they choose very specific symbolism. There's a known meaning to this in occult 
circles and practice. And this is what it represents. Hiram Abiff represents the connection to the spirit of truth. Again, as we saw on the tarot card. It's the same meanings. It's just different interchangeable symbols. On the tarot card, they're basically using these pillars, but they're putting the goddess there. Well, this is what Hiram Abiff represents. It's the same principle. It's awakening to the, the truth. It's awakening to higher consciousness and the true, true awareness of the higher level of self. That's what it is about. That's what the, the goddess on the tarot card represents. That's what Hiram Abiff represents in this symbol. Now, I'm going to connect that in with the Egyptian tradition now. On the side, you see, and I mentioned when we looked at the first degree tracing board, that we have to understand these symbols also as symbolic analogs. These pillars are symbolic analogs to the big towers that were built in Egypt, the pyramids. They are analogs to those symbolically. So, the tradition of Freemasonry, of Kabbalah, of Tarot, did ultimately originate in ancient Kemet, Egypt. This is where they were practiced. They may have, they may have actually been invented in much older traditions, but they were practiced and preserved in Kemet. Okay? And these pillars or monuments, these pyramids, were built as symbolic analogs to these concepts. Not just physical buildings, but trying to tell us something about the wisdom and abilities of the ancients that is long since forgotten in the modern world. We think we're so advanced, we're on the cutting edge of technology and human development, and nothing could be farther from the truth. Humanity wasn't always at this low level of consciousness, ladies and gentlemen. We have been at heights before, and the occultists do not want us to understand that and to re-evaluate re and rediscover these lost civilizations because they know the transformative capabilities that we would begin to rediscover were we to rediscover these ancient traditions and civilizations. And that's why they want you to believe the official stories when it comes to those as well. Oh, these were just primitive people cutting immense stones with copper tools sure right and 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 no higher level physics were was understood to do this up feats that we still could not accomplish to this day and no no one is going to tell anybody that, that we can accomplish something like the pyramids because there is no cutting or placement technology that could accomplish that with stones and the people the engineers who have tried have made a mockery of themselves even to do a 20 foot tall pyramid they could not place the stones with the precisions of these so-called primitive ancients. So, when we look into the layout of the World Trade Center, moving to image 19, we see that there is a symbolic correlation to the pyramids. We'll pick that up on the other side. This is What on Earth is Happening. Don't go anywhere, folks. I'm going to wrap this up and hopefully get to take a couple calls in the last uh, segment. Stay with us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm going to attempt to wrap up the presentation on the occult aspects of the 9-11 ritual today. We'll be looking 
into the gematria of 9-11 next week. The occult numerology. So we were looking at image number 19 before the break, showing that the layout of the World Trade Center is actually a symbolic correlation to the ancient um, centers of initiation that the Great Pyramids were. So we have the two great towers, okay, the Pyramid of Khufu and Khafre as towers one and two. And we have building seven representative of the Menkare Pyramid. The ancillary pyramids around the um, major pyramids are the smaller buildings of the World Trade Center complex. And again, this is another reason they want to destroy these buildings, symbolically, what they are laid out to represent, initiation, the beginning of the journey to higher levels of awareness. They don't want that. They want the ancient mystery traditions destroyed so that it, it, they don't want people having that knowledge in any wider sense because they would awaken and they would not be able to be controlled if that were to happen. If everybody on the earth understood what I understand about consciousness and understood the aspects of the occult that I grasp being totally correspondent to the inner qualities of the self, no one in the world would be able to be placed under mind control and controlled. They would not have, they would not be able to have their behavior controlled through someone else. And that's the greatest nightmare of the dark occultists who conducted this ritual. Image number 20. I'm going to briefly explain some biblical correspondence to the 9-11 event. And there is biblical correspondence as well. The image to the right that you see is a depiction of a man that was dreamed about by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. And this story is told in the book of Daniel. Daniel is a book of time gnosis in the Bible. People just generally refer to it as a book of prophecy, but it's actually more than that. Daniel is depicting essentially wave functions in time that progress and have ripples in them to show us points in the past that we could pay attention to that would give us hints about what's possibly be going to, to occur in our present. These are windows of opportunity or moments that we can seize to create change in ways that we want them to change. Wave functions of time. Many researchers get into this. We'll look at that a little bit when we talk about uh, getting out of time-bound awareness as part of our solutions section. But this image is the gold-headed man of the dream of Nebuchadnezzar from the book of Daniel. And Daniel interprets his dream and basically tells him that this represents the power of the kingdom that it begins as the gold head and then eventually weakens in power. And he's meaning powers of kings, of men. 
Okay, now symbolically, we could look at this as what we need to move toward is that gold head, which is the actual awakening of the mind. But that's not how it's meant in the interpretation of the dream. It means the kingdom that is ruled by men being the most powerful when it is unified at the head, one ruler, a monarchy. The synthesis, the dark synthesis, I should say, between a king and a, and a priest. External worldly power wielded and spiritual power wielded. Spiritual control. The synthesis of all forms of mind control. The belief in authority and the belief in religion. Not real actual high level spirituality or truth, but religion, belief unified with the concept of authority, the state, which is what the new world order represents. And this is the old world order, as I've already talked about. They want to get back to it because it's been weakening in its control. Minds have been slipping out of their grasp, and they don't like that. So the weakening represents the adulteration of the gold down to silver and then bronze, the upper and lower torsos, then when you finally get down to the legs, it becomes iron. Okay? What steel starts out as, till it, other alloys strengthen it and it becomes steel. Well, these are what the two twin towers represent, the legs of this Babylonian gold-headed man. Finally, the, the, the feet are clay, which represents the breaking up of that power and truly the individual pieces of that breakup becoming sovereign, maintaining the power to stand on their own feet by themselves. And they don't want that. They want all of the power in one centralized place, one dictatorship that's running, running the right and the left side of the body, the right hand and the left hand. This is a, an example of the dark Hegelian dialectic or dark synthesis as opposed to true positive synthesis, the coming together of the masculine and feminine to open the all-seeing eye. So they need to destroy these towers because they represent the weakening of their control system. And what are they going to build in place where two towers once stood? They're going to build one. And they're lovingly going to call it, ladies and gentlemen, the Freedom Tower. Isn't that wonderful? The Freedom Tower. Because, and it's very appropriate, we would be talking about this the day before 4th of July, which half Americans out there don't even know what it means anymore, why it was originally celebrated. It's very appropriate that we should mention this right before this so-called holiday where we celebrate our freedom our independence when there's nothing of the kind really going on controls are being tightened more and more and more and they're moving ever closer to the completion of their one world united order of state and religion under one centralized authority the new world order as it is referred to as the dark new world order as I call it well I'll leave it there we have time for a couple of quick calls here we go you're live on what on earth is happening we have very little time 
What do you have for us? Mark, thanks for taking my call. It's Bob from Cincinnati. Bob, you, you have the floor till the end of the show. Go right ahead. Oh, you're too, you're too kind. Mark, we all thank you for initiating us into the mysteries. This knowledge is blowing us away. Uh, this this uh, comparative of the, the man with the clay feet and, and the two towers of steel as his legs, beyond reality. Mark, as you know, the ancient nobility has never left power. They fooled us at the end of World War I that the nobility had left power, that the, the monarchs had abdicated. Yes. However, they lay dormant, and as you know, they are still in power. Behind them, of course, as you know, sir, is a nefarious priest class. As you pointed out in one of your earlier lectures, uh, the power behind this dark new world order lay in Rome. Very dark, Mark. And the last thing, the uh, symbol of this ruler-priest class uh, you pointed out was uh, the king man, Lincoln, sitting on his uh, throne right. in, in Washington, D.C. Yes. Also symbolized in masonry by the crown with the cross through it, uh, sovereignty mixed with the, the religious power. Thank you, Mark. Bob, always a pleasure to hear from you. You always bring up great points and a lot of food for th for thought for other people. So I want to thank you for calling in. Well, we have about one minute left on the program. Let's see. We have one other caller, I, th I believe. Here we go. Caller, you're on What on Earth is Happening. You can take us out. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention about uh, the way uh, people are thinking about things. Maybe it's it's kind of to, uh, you know, weights and measures about, the, you know, even quantity versus quality. That's important. Yes, but, uh, you know, I think there's other things to focus on. Absolutely. Here we go, folks. That's all we have time for tonight. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope to see as many people as possible out at the Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations coming up this week and into next weekend. We'll see you next week right here on What on Earth is Happening. Good night, folks. <laughs>